What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by Illegal Pete's. Wow, guys, it's been a while. The band is getting back together. That is going to sound terrible. It sounded terrible live. Uh, (laughs) I am your host, Adam Mates, here tonight for uh, what should be a wild adventure around the world of sports and wherever else we're going to take you. I am joined by the full crew tonight, seated to my left. Digitally, it's Harrison Wind. <laughs> Is that verifiable? For me? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It might be. Depending Harrison, on your, who's uh, having computer. a great hair day again, man. And, and jawline. And jawline. I think maybe you cut your hair too short. Now, now that you're quarantined and can't cut it, it's your your true self is coming out. <laughs> Or it's just that when I do my hair, it makes it look worse, which is definitely what's happening right now. Less is more for sure. Seated to my top right, it's D-Line Co. Eric Weedham. Yeah, I didn't realize that was going to be me. Here I go. Top right. Top right. And bringing the energy, of course, as always, seated on the bottom right, it's Brendan Vogt. Such a dig at my energy level. Constantly. Let me live. (laughs) (laughs) High intensity. Today's show, we are going to be talking about what would be the perfect scenario if the Nuggets were to return. If the season were to return, even if it was in July... What would constantly, what would the perfect the perfect season for the Nuggets be? Part of me was rooting for it, man. Like make it the latest possible date. It's just like everybody, nobody knows what's going on. I think it'd be hilarious. So we're gonna all kind of share what we think is uh, what we think would be an ideal return to basketball for the Denver Nuggets. But we're going to start by just having some conversation, going over a little bit of news. We're probably going to share about what our quarantine life. Is. I know. I think by now. Mm, Am I naive if I say most of the city is like I, I can't even remember what to say self isolate social 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 distancing social, social distancing, distancing. self isolate is not right right that's not the right word I mean it's it's a, an act it's accurate description of what's happening so okay. sure you could say that well there's no bars open in Denver there's no restaurants open there's just drive through there's not a whole lot to do like my a, daily activities have been really cut down so what about I. A, I Pretty much been in my house. What about a combo bar restaurant sports uh, situation? Would <laughs> uh, something like that be open? No, not <laughs> open. I wonder what the state of Colorado could be doing if they were all forced to stay in, inside for 14 days. Yeah, what could be, everyone be doing? No bars. Yeah, no. I wonder. What, what would the, yeah? What would the green solution be to the problem? um so we're going to talk about a little bit what we're doing and i'm curious what other people are doing with their social distancing are you watching shows we of course tonight watched love is love love is blind love is blind which is uh a game show like a love game show (laughs) type thing a life show show. as a life show (laughs) where people date blindly if you're interested in look tndr crowd is also self-isolating um, and so we are trying to to fill the time actually i had a blast tonight watching love is blind i hate it it's the worst it's the absolute worst but it's like so fun the it's the social part it's like where you can all uh commiserate on the garbage that you're being forced to eat together but then you can like uh, you know high five while you're I, scooping down piles of garbage I would call it the best type of people watching. Like when you, if you're, you're ever like, you know, you do that with the, with the friend or whatever, and it's just like, let's just watch these people walk by. It's kind of like that. Like, oh my god, who are these people? <laughs> They're absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Only the cra- the craziest part about uh, Love Is Blind episode one was that there was a proposal, and you would think <laughs> any dating show where there there's a proposal in episode one would be crazy, and then you remind yourself that they didn't see each other 
before the proposal. <laughs> a couple of Adam, you lived in LA, right? I did. Yeah. These, these are definitely just the people that walk around West oh, yeah. Hollywood all day. Uh, uh, no you doubt just about don't it. walk yeah. down the street, pluck, totally. pluck anyone and you've got your contestants totally. looking for a blind proposal. I feel yeah. like seeing these people talk to each other without I feel like it's like peering into people's DMs. I'm always horrified when you hear from like <laughs> you know women reporters in our you know in our industry and they're always like yeah you would never believe how many people are DMing me and like the names you would never you'd never believe it and I'm always like I can't imagine what they're saying. This show is basically hearing what those people <laughs> say what is said and it's pretty uh, ridiculous. This makes me feel like I'm not using DMs correctly. I don't feel like I've slid into anybody's. So do you yeah. want kids? <laughs> I don't know what I want. I just I feel like I need to use the DMs more, uh, you know, advantageously. You don't. Oh God, you look don't. Out. Yeah. Look out, Denver. Look out. <laughs> As we social, I'd like to strongly discourage you from... I really look forward to the first time I get a DM from someone that says, "Hey, one of your uh, coworkers, I think his name is D-Line, you know, has been sliding into the aggressively. Like, wow, not appropriate, bro." Uh, you guys want to get into some news? Oh, actually, I should say before we get there, Love is Blind, so we're doing a podcast now on the Denver Sports Podcast. If you watch the show and you want to hear us talk about it, us at DNVR, we're all going to be doing podcasts and live watchings Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, and then a podcast following. Um, join us. It's a lot of fun. It's it's just something to do, if, especially if you're looking for fun ways to hang out with your friends. This is a great one. I'm going to be doing Thursdays with Andre, which I can't wait. I am actually super excited to be on a pod with Andre for That's this awesome. specific topic. I can't he's going to yell a lot. Oh, he's going to yell. Get wild. Andre, you know the, the greatest part about this, though, is that um, tomorrow we're watching the Nuggets 2009 playoffs. Which you can That's totally right. Watch focused in on and honed in on but no you went love is blind that's the, the marquee <laughs> this is why i like to make notes i didn't even have that on my notes but yes of course tomorrow's show is going to be a rewatchables episode of the 2009 playoffs game one round one against the new orleans hornets and it's going to be great I, i'm actually really excited for it. that series was great brendan has not seen the series and doesn't actually know much about it harrison i'm sure has seen it and followed it but you know was young he was what we lad I, at the time I, I actually went to one game per series in 2009 my senior year of high school what a how flag. many does that how many games is that how many does that add up to Three. Well, don't spoil Three. it. Don't spoil it for oh. Brendan. Oh, he's <laughs> taking notes over here. He's like, okay. They they did not make the finals. Just okay. spoiler alert. Jot that down. And Eric was only forty five back then, so it's really crazy. <laughs> that, uh... I don't. Can you believe it? I can. Uh, I can barely remember back. <laughs> I can barely remember back. Um, all right, so let's get into some news and notes here, guys. The big news. It's weird to segue into this because it's such a downer. Um, the big news tonight, and I don't. I think this is going to be more and more common. Kevin Durant. And three of his Brooklyn Nets teammates have now tested positive for COVID-19. So um, that now raises the total to seven NBA players. I I don't know why this isn't surprising to me, but it's still like shocking. I suspect a lot of players will test positive over the coming days. I think I players... suspect a lot of players have it, and like way more people than we know obviously have it. So it's just a matter of if they're going to get tested or not. And, and it's funny because like. Seems like some teams are testing, like the Lakers are going to test all their players because they just played Brooklyn right before the season suspended. Some teams aren't testing their players, but a lot of guys have it. I mean, we know that, right? I mean, we don't know it, but I think we assume it. So seven players. Yeah. Um, I, th- it's I think a probability assume... statistically, right? 
Yeah. So, so, um, but kind of interesting. And, and apparently, three of them asymptomatic. One of them showing symptoms. We don't know which one. Um, there's kind of a weird privacy thing, I think. And it's interesting because I think there is a privacy to this, but also it's almost like a public service to kind of I, Rudy Gobert. It being revealed that that he tested positive in some ways started the entire conversation. Not just in the NBA, but I felt like nationally it started oh, the conversation. Did. So there's almost a social responsibility, I feel, for... I mean, there's no stigma to it anymore, I don't think. It's like, yeah, people are going to have this. It doesn't doesn't mean you didn't wash your hands enough or whatever. Like, people are just going to have it. So um, I wonder the hesitancy for people not to come out about it. I think that uh, the fact that Rudy Gobert was absolutely skewered uh, online and and everywhere else is probably leading to that. People are like, don't want to get caught up in that weird wave of, like... You know, until people like really have get to the point where they have fully accepted that this is the way things are and that people are going to get it. And it, like you say, it like doesn't necessarily it's not a referendum on the way that they've lived their lives or, or conducted themselves. It's it's there, there's a weirdness to it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't want to linger on the subject for too long. Um, I do linger. Lingerer. CJ McCollum <laughs> did sort of call out Spencer Didwit. So Spencer Didwit, he kind of pulled a Jamal Murray and said something like, oh, now you guys are going to try to be wondered if I don't say nothing. Is it me? Are you going to make fun of me or whatever? <laughs> and CJ McCollum, of all people, hopped online and was like, yo, we're all going to think it's you unless you say it's not, which I feel like is kind of a dick move by CJ McCollum. It's a complete dick move. You know why? Because <laughs> he's a dick. Oh, man. Then we got to the bottom of that. All of his moves are ridiculous. <laughs> CJ McCollum is like Mr. Coronavirus preventive guy. He was the first guy who was saying, oh, I'm not going to sign autographs. I'm not going to high-five fans anymore. He was the pioneer of knowing about coronavirus among NBA players. It's yeah. also very, very on brand for him to opine when no one has asked him to. That's a very <laughs> CJ McCollum move. Like on a podcast? Yeah. Just all the time. Remember when he just told Kevin Durant to his face, like, yeah, I thought it was a weak move. <laughs> that was kind of awesome, actually. It actually was awesome. And then KD had the greatest clapback slash lamest ever when he's like, I just did your freaking podcast or whatever. When you see, like, <laughs> cool athletes, famous, rich athletes fighting like children, it's, like, actually pretty hilarious. Are we um, sure CJ McCollum is cool? I, I feel like there are a no. lot of NBA players that are I'm pretty very sure he's not. Uncool. CJ McCollum might be one of them. CJ McCollum, 100%. Oh, no. I'm going to make a reference here. I'm going to realize I might all of a sudden be old. Um, he 100% looks like uh, when, when, no, when Urkel uh, became like cool. Oh, <laughs> when, are you talking about Stefan? Are you talking about t- Stefan? Yeah. When he would take his glasses off and go from like nerdy to cool. That is like the way that CJ McCollum lives, lives his life. Like, you, every time you, I see him, I think of cool Urkel. Scale of one to 10, or how are you going to grade that reference vote? <laughs> I don't even have a number for it, man. <laughs> Harrison, have, like, did you catch 11? it? Did you catch the I Steve thought that Stefan was Urkel? Fine. I, was I know what he's referencing. <laughs> I thought that was a fine reference. Thank you. Did you guys see somebody posted this? Do you guys remember that show Dinosaurs back in the day in the 90s? Yes, I was like, of course. It remains I mean, one of the weirdest experiments in network not. television definitely sitcom not. history. But apparently somebody posted the final scene, and it's the dad like talking to his kids and telling him it's going to be all right as an asteroid comes to hit. <laughs> and Jesus. It's, like, it's, like, it's, thing of all it's time. so heavy for like this ridiculous kind of people in costumes TV show. I just I don't remember that. I think my parents properly sheltered me from that <laughs> what would have ruined my childhood were, the 80s and 90s were a different time man we were unafraid to take 
on real life uh, issues like <clears throat> the dinosaurs being wiped out by asteroids. It's <laughs> <laughs> tried. It is funny. Why are you crying? Asteroids coming from the dinosaurs. <laughs> there was a lot of like dinosaur based uh, child drama back in the back in that time. There was Land Before Time. Yeah, uh, there was. It, that's when uh, the Raptors became like a. Or maybe that, maybe that was later. On. <laughs> All right. So the, no, no, you're right because it was Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. It was because of yeah. Jurassic Park. So we had that. We also had really, you, the the dinosaur yeah. at the Sinclair gas stations. Do you remember there would always be a dinosaur there? There still is. Nothing's changed. The Raptors actually were named that because of the marketing correlation yes, right. to the release of the film, right? That's actually <laughs> this, true. This 100%. movie will be cool for forty years. We got to ride this wave. You think that, I, yeah, you say that like that's weird, but there was a hockey team called the Mighty Ducks. Oh, uh, <laughs> so true. That's such true. a great point. Oh my god. What would it be now? It's got to be like Marvel or something, right? Somebody would yeah, be, it'd uh, be like the Iron Man. Or something. <laughs> oh, that's coming. That's coming. That's definitely coming. Iron Man. Um, what else? What else? News and notes happened. Oh, um, Kyle Kuzma. Let it be known that he does not believe in hand sanitizer. Doesn't work. Oh, government. Yeah, that's conspiracy. good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> One of the right, things next. I love is how many is how we can get everyone's opinion. Every <laughs> single person. I love it. I uh, Kuzma is such a character, man. I can't wait for him to not be on the Lakers anymore. I know. Kuzma's not going to be on the Lakers, and we're never going to hear about him again. Never. Yeah, I think that's accurate. But he doesn't believe in hand sanitizer. But he, big, <laughs> big hand sanitizer has been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> I can't stand that. He might be my least favorite. Like, he went from my least favorite basketball player. He might be my least favorite person. That's <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, he's certainly one of my the least favorite basketball players. He might be number one. Of sanitizer. Um,. No drug testing. The NBA announced they will not drug test players while they're on this hiatus. Good move, bad move. They're just doing the NBA players a solid. Come on, we know that you're. That Hang you're, on, can we just can we just address though that this is the latest sort of like institution or role to to be shown to be absolutely useless and and doesn't need to be there because of this virus. Like if it's they're just gonna lift it because they don't really care because oh, they never right, really yeah, cared. Yeah, right, so yeah. do you ha- like why is it there? Yeah. Well, you, you know, know what? I mean? This might be this might be sneaky smart though, because some people have said, okay, if they're going to resume the league in June and then you know finish it out and it doesn't end till August, maybe you just move the season and that's like the new tradition. Well, maybe that's how this is. It's like, hey guys, for the time being, we are I'm making air quotes. We're going to allow you to smoke weed, and then they just never re- like sneaky right. never bring it up again. Right, that'd be an easy way to kind <laughs> right, of slide right. it through. Yeah, right. I think that's accurate. And look, man, right. we've we've been in some locker rooms. We know they're. There, people consume marijuana in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, it's not usually happening in the locker room, but I agree. Like, we do know that. We do, we do know that. So I've got a theory, guys. So i got a theory here. So a lot of so, – some people – I don't know if you guys fall on this boat. When you smoke, your creative juices kind of start to flow a little bit. What if the correlation of uh, NBA players playing musical instruments – during the coronavirus wow. Wow. outbreak is correlated with the league making marijuana legal. This feels like a Wilson Chandler tweet. <laughs> no? Yes? Yes, uh, of course. Yes, of course. 100%. So you th- you're, are you trying Absolutely. to tell us that Jamal Murray and Giannis Attentacumpo were, um, were high <laughs> when they were doing their, their solos? Uh, I didn't say any names. I'm, I'm just saying there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of NBA guys. Well, 
breaking out musical instruments here. <laughs> who is who's who else plays an instrument in the NBA? Do we know? Like, who's the most talented musician? Uh, Victor Oladipo sings. Uh, Will Barton raps. Damian Lillard raps. <laughs> Damian Lillard raps. <laughs> All right, yeah. A lot of rappers. Is anyone yeah. just like a sick trombone player? Though? That's what like, I'm saying. It's like <laughs> yeah. I bet you there is. I bet there has to be. Serge Ibaka yeah. plays something. Has, we, I, like, I, I'm, kinds... gonna... I'm willing to bet money that Kevin Love plays the piano. He looks like it for sure. Actually, yeah, he looks that's like a, that's a good guy. maybe maybe like the clarinet even to be honest. He's a Kalahassee guy. I can see a, I can see him playing some like I really... can see him playing the saxophone. Actually, I, yeah. I feel like how maybe Pau Gasol plays the harp. It's possible. Oh. <laughs> I guess plays the harp. He he actually yeah he did my wedding. It was great. It, he was phenomenal. <laughs> um, Jamal Murray does not play the piano, though, nor does uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo play the guitar, as we have found out. Although, Murray <laughs> is better than Giannis at their respective <laughs> instruments. Um, George R. R. Martin said that he is <laughs> getting a, making a lot of progress during this uh, social distancing period on his book. This dude just hasn't been writing his book, has he? Like it's, it's an it's, amazing troll job. It is like, you, you, wait, you weren't sitting down trying to write before? What's going on here? Be- but also, the like, didn't they? They just took it out of his hands. They ended the series. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's so true. I don't. Like, I definitely don't. There's no way he can save this for me. So, um, not to be too much of a hater. Um, last one here. The NBA. One of the things we I, I heard over the last couple of days. Gavoni, um, Draft Express, as you as you know him, did this big thing about how teams are preparing now to have to draft players without ever working them out. So we'll just throw away the workout part, throw away the interview. This draft might get extra weird because you're really just going to have to go on the film that you have, and you don't even have March Madness. Like, think about freshman players in college; they're so much better by March than they were in November and October. I mean, they're think about how much they're learning about the game. So. This draft can kind of be funny, and it kind of made me think it's kind of a love is blind draft. They don't get an interview. <laughs> they don't get to see him. They don't get oh, to know man. him. <laughs> no? This is the worst. Am, <laughs> am I reaching? Too much of a reach? What if this just turns out to be like the most accurate draft ever, and it proves <laughs> that we don't need individual workouts or anything? I think there's something to it. You know who my most number one most impressed interview was that, of all the years we've done? Actually, I could give you two. One is Admiral Schofield. Uh, Admiral Schofield. I was just going to say that. Yeah, he is incredible. I mean, just like I wanted to draft him after talking to him. He's terrible at basketball. And then the other one is Justin Patton. Isn't that his name? The the guy that went to Minnesota. I don't even know where he is now. Was in the G League. He's terrible. He was also terrible. Well, he's terrible. <laughs> he was hurt a lot, too. He was hurt a lot. But I just remember, first of all, he just raved about Jokic and how much he would study his film. And like he's like, I just want to model my game. And I was like, man, this guy's my guy right here. Um so anyway, well, it's funny because the best draft interviews are usually the guys who are second rounders or undrafted guys, and the worst ones are the lottery picks, typically. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Thomas Welsh had. Uh, oh, no, <laughs> You're a Thomas Welsh incredible. Honestly, Thomas Welsh really was an incredible interview. Like that guy was great. You're right, actually, Harrison. Your theory is very accurate, and yeah, your top like four or five picks are just like what? No, I don't want to be like- here. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, like the the super hot lady that like puts no time into her actual personality. She just like walks around and is hot all the time. But then versus like people who really got to put the work in, like you know me, me for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
say okay. Wow, it was a wild one. Um, I'm going to yeah. slide into DMs before this is over. <laughs> I feel like DNVR is the worst thing that ever happened to Eric. Please don't get us canceled during the quarantine, man. <laughs> Harrison, what beer are we drinking today? Uh, the Avalanche, and you can't get it at any bar or restaurant in Denver, <laughs> but you can still get it from Breck Brew. You can still get it from Breck Brew. Right now, you can actually order beer from Breck Brew. Call up the uh, Breck Brew Farmhouse, 303-803-1380. They'll deliver you beer. As easy as that. So you can't get it at any bar or restaurant in Denver, but you can still get it from Breck Brew. Yeah, check out the Avalanche. Nice work, Eric. <laughs> I think from going forward, I'm only going to issue challenges to you. Um you're going to have all of these ad This is the last ad read that you have done that has been normal. Going forward, I'm going to have some ridiculous way for you to deliver these because I'm not spending the next three months with you just talking basic about the avalanche. It's going to get weird. <laughs> I still got one more ad read to do. It's our newest partner. Our okay. newest sponsor. Who is it? Issue me a challenge. It's Manscaped. Oh, let's do it. Let's go. It's Manscaped. Let's do it. My favorite one. Manscaped Did you know Ball is, is Life? Read, read the ad. Ball is Life. <laughs> uh, as many of our basketball fans know, Ball is Life and That's our right. friends at Manscaped want to assist Whoa. you when it's time for you to hit your game winner. <laughs> wow. Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming and they have the right tools for the job. They really did tools I was plural. I had no idea it was like a whole, a whole package of tools that they have. It's amazing. It's it just you got to understand what the job is and what the tools are. And I'm talking to our coworker, Henry Chisholm, who apparently thought he could use the lawnmower 3.0 to shave his legs. And yeah. that's not, yeah. that's not how it works. Henry. Hank that's is so naive, for. so naive, so young. There's Go like on, a Harrison. ton of different packages with uh, Manscaped too. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 ton of other liquid formulations to round out your amazing manscaping routine they actually <laughs> are get, it's like a sandalwood yeah. scented like lotion for your, for yeah, your balls it's actually incredible you the, you're yeah, underselling this talk about i have used it and the toner it's incredible dude <laughs> yeah I, you I, can I, also get the uh, crop preserver the anti-chafing deodorant for your balls it's incredible Total game change my balls actually did thank me verbally and the craziest <laughs> one of all, Adam's favorite, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher made to give you a little pep in your step. I'm telling you, I've had so much pep in my step. It's been great. No, but seriously, guys, it is a great product. We laugh about it. Most guys, I think, are concerned with their grooming of all types. And if you are if you are interested in the market, this is one of the best ways you can support our group. Um, so if you were interested already and, and, and you wanted to make a purchase, this is your one. The Lawnmower 3.0. What's the name of the box, the whole package, Harrison? I believe it's the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. Mine came like with a t-shirt. I don't know if they yeah, mine did too. Yeah, that, a little travel bag. It was a incredible. Nice little, uh, yeah, travel bag. And if you use code DNBR20, you can get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. So now I want to talk. I want to move here and talk a little bit about how we've been handling our um, our weeks, our social distancing over the last few days. Because I have been holed up since Wednesday, um, kind of enjoying myself. I've seen the meme that has said something like, 
when you find out that the way you've been living your whole life is called quarantined. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, you know what? I never realized. Yeah, this is, uh, this is natural for me. Well, as reporters, games. we've been quarantining at home for the last couple of years, you know. Exactly. Oh. Limiting our social interactions. Oh, dude, I've been I, training this for is, this for three years. For sure. I mean, I uh, the only thing that's different for me is that um, I'm not leaving my house during the day, uh, but I'm still um, – I mean, I didn't leave my house during the day before. Now I'm just staying up late. I, I, literally – now that I'm talking it out, like you're saying, nothing is different for me at all, except for now that I know that other people are also not out, so I can just eliminate FOMO. That, that's think, what's happened for me. I think people that have been playing video games their whole lives have actually been waiting for this. Um, not to be insensitive, but 14 days locked in my apartment is the excuse <laughs> the excuse I've needed for a long time. I, I am regretting my life choice to not play video games. You should be. This is the time, man. This is the this time is the where only, we're all cashing in. This is the only time I I've actually missed it. Uh, just just bought a PS4 uh, two days ago. If I were to get into it, what would I get? In what would I get? You would like strategy games, man. You gotta yeah. get like no, but I mean, to start, go, go smaller. P uh, uh, a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Nintendo. Uh, PlayStation. I'll probably get skewered for that for no reason online, but I bought a PS4. I think it's a better product. What do you say, Eric? I don't know. I'm, I've been out the game a little bit. I used to be uh, really know. into. Ga <laughs> I was really into gaming when I was in college, and then shortly thereafter, like I, I dipped out. The last like big Grand Theft Auto was my last like big video game that I really got into. Um, and then I, I don't know. Then I just started like working on stuff all the time, and I sort of lost track. But gaming's great. I mean, if you get the right game in the right situation, I mean, it really. Um, there's a reason that it consumes people's lives. Like it's awesome. So the last time I played, this was maybe ten years ago, maybe maybe more than that actually, because I was living with a buddy, so it was like fifteen years ago, and we were playing Madden, and I it's no fun because I'm so bad that it's not fun for anybody to play with me because it's that bad. But I just remember the game would always get to be like twenty eight to nothing, and then I would just keep like recovering fumbles because that you know how it like helps you, and it was just so dumb because I would never catch yeah, up. But the other guy just mode. he would fold, he would fumble every play, and I keep recovering yeah. it, not get a first down. And then he'd get the ball. It was so dumb. Video games are dumb. This whole conversation. So I've been dumb. playing. A, I've I've been up playing a lot of 2K. And Adam, you would appreciate this because you can start like, a franchise mode with a fantasy draft. So I've been putting teams together with Jokic, Alonzo Ball, Malik <laughs> I do love Beasley. This. Oh my! Trying to get Ben Simmons on that team. So oh, you can't been, have Ben Simmons uh, and Lonzo. This here. is terrible GMing. This is this a really <laughs> yeah, bad squad. Lonzo or Ben Simmons. Lonzo or Ben how, Simmons. How accurate? This is such an old man conversation. I could see Brendan already rolling his eyes. How? Yeah, how checking out. How accurate is the video game? Because can, I, I remember back in the day, Kobe Bryant's courtside '97. If you just had Earl Boy, like if you had Iverson, he was so fast that it didn't matter what anything. Nothing else mattered. He was just so fast. Is it like that? Or like no, it's not like Tecmo Bowl and like there's <laughs> with Bo Jackson. They've yeah, they've kind of evened the playing field a little bit. I you mean, you can still kind of just. I mean, with Giannis, you kind of can a little, but no, it's <laughs> yeah, Giannis. Ben Simmons is also just unstoppable in this really? game. Unstoppable. Yeah, you can't just like a six ten point guard. No, you can just drive to the rim every time, get fouled. Yoke's kind of a beast in that game, actually. Once you figure out how to do dribble handoffs, Jokic is a. He's a monster. I, 
were you guys are you guys at uh, first person shooter people? Yes, I am. I have been not currently though. That's like always my joint. That that's like where I go to my default. I've always was always like a first person shooter guy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's we're gonna wrap up today's conversation, guys, by talking about the best possible best possible outcome for the Denver Nuggets. We all kind of think maybe the season's over. Although you know what, who knows? Like you know, China started up their their league again. South Korea has announced now at the end of the month they're gonna start up their season again. I mean. Those both of those countries basically took two months off and um, were able to rebound. We'll see with the U.S. You know how it goes, but if the Nuggets were to come back and the season were to come back in, you know, I guess I guess realistic now we're talking any time between early June and late July. What would be some of the best case scenario? Like, what would what are some of the ingredients for a best case scenario for the Nuggets? Who wants to start? Uh, <laughs> you should. You as the host should point at somebody, and then they'll talk. I'm pointing. Do you see where I'm okay. pointing? We're doing this all digitally. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually tough because I uh, so looked up while I was my, talking there, and everybody's I'll head start. was down. Go for it, Harrison. I'll start. What when I was thinking about this originally, I was like, "All right, let's just start the playoffs right away. Let's obviously don't be done with the regular season." That would, I think, help the Nuggets out because we know the Nuggets have been looking past the regular season probably since training camp started. Uh, but, but, like, if the NBA was just to come back, let's be done with the regular season. Let's just take the 16 playoff teams. But then I was thinking, like, I feel like it would just be in good spirit. People would be wanting basketball so badly, even in these non-playoff team markets, that they should let these non-playoff teams at least play some meaningful basketball. So what I was thinking was have the first, you know, top seven teams automatically qualify for the playoffs and then have a little single elimination tournament for the two eight seeds between, you know, those last all of them. What is it? Like so could, could the Warriors teams. sneak? Could the Warriors are sneaking in this thing, right? Like Clay Thompson yeah, and Steph are definitely back. They sneak in. We still have a lot of time left. So like, Dude, where do you draw that line? The NBA, it would be so desperate for making up money and ratings that they'd be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the Warriors do have a shot at the eight seed. We're just going to, in fact, we're almost going to try to make it oh, happen. Oh, yeah, let's do it. The tournament for the eight seed presented by T-Mobile, all the non-playoff teams, let, let's do you, it. You know why this is perfect, and now I hope it comes back. Can you imagine a Lakers-Warriors first round, and it's like a fully healthy Warriors team with nothing to lose, and the Lakers that have been like riding this wave, and now they're like, we had three months off. I still think oh the Lakers God. would win, but can you imagine the, t- the pressure if you're like, gosh dang, we have to play these dudes? That would be yeah. great. That would be so incredible. either that or just some type of tournament with maybe you know the 9, 10, and 11 current seeds in each conference. Some oh, kind of play in terms so of that eight seed. I just I want this to happen so bad. It would be so it would be so unfair for this Warriors to get to be healthy and go up against <laughs> the, the Memphis Grizzlies that have like clawed and scrapped all year to try to be here with this young upstart. They just get demolished by forty points by Steph. Are, are the Nuggets ready though? Are the Nuggets ready to just start the playoffs without some warm up games? Because man, they did not look like a team that was. I know everyone's going to go cold, but like. That's the I mean, thing. don't they want to? Yeah, don't they want to see themselves play well first? What do you think? There's no such thing as momentum with the Denver Nuggets with any team. So with the Nuggets, you say like, oh, they ended the year down. Doesn't matter. Like they took three months off. Who All the right. Who the heck knows how they come back? Maybe Michael uh, Porter starting. I don't know. 
counterpoint. Hey, don't don't get too ahead of yourself. Okay, don't get too ahead of yourself. (laughs) Are we sure we want to give Jokic three months off too? Man, man, somebody posted a photo of Windhorst and was like, Jokic when he gets back from hiatus. (laughs) Oh man, come on, guys. I was like, oof. Uh, who knows, man? You know what? I'll, I'll share some of my best case scenarios because I had them. Number one, number one best case scenario. Jokic has been working out this whole time. This whole time. He just has there's, – there's, there's a better chance than people realize for this. And, the, and by that, I mean people think there's a 0% chance and there's like a 1% <laughs> chance. But I think, I think Jokic sort of enjoyed working out at the end there. I think he kind of took a little pride in it. Like it was almost like a, a medal of honor and, and maybe he got bit by the workout bug. Yeah, like he found uh, like a, an old Billy Blanks Tybo uh, DVD in his apartment. He's just been doing it the whole time. It could be. Yeah, exactly. But you guys know, <laughs> we all know that person that was like, you know, not necessarily fit or motivated or whatever. And then like all of a sudden they run a marathon and now they're a runner for life. The rest of their life they're just like, yeah, I just I can't stop running. And you're like, what? You hated so when you never worked out. But so you're, you're, the implication here is that Jokic was never in shape, which is not true because he was like in reasonable shape. In no, 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 uh, no. That's not the implication at all. The implication was that he didn't like to lift weights and work out and be skinny. But this, it, like, he's he's definitely like learned to be in shape multiple times in his life. He's just like a roller coaster guy. No, so. I'm telling you. Don't would you guys agree with this, Brendan Harrison? I think it's different. Like he's always been in shape in terms of like. Um, Oh, I see Harrison. Yeah, I saw that. I, he's been always been in shape in terms of like he can get up and down the court. His lungs are good or whatever. But he was never like working out and dropping weight and whatever. That's that's the difference. And I'm saying it's at least possible that he started doing that, felt great, and it was just like you know what, I kind of enjoy this. I think that's the case. I think he fell into a routine that he liked a lot. And who yeah. knows? Maybe he he, he and Vlaco come back with uh, to me. One guy I want Jokic to, while respecting social distancing rules, hunker down with. It's Vlaco. <laughs> they will emerge absolutely shredded. So that, that, that's a good point because currently if the playoffs started tomorrow, the Nuggets will be matched up with the Rockets. And I would feel much better about a team led by Jokic coming out of this hiatus and a team led by James Harden, who hasn't been Ooh. doing much for the last couple, uh, couple weeks to a month. And not, that, starting to fly. not that we know also if there's any like basis to this, but I feel like a team that needs to shoot 55 threes a game in order to win, who knows if they're on fire or in rhythm or in sync or whatever, right. like in game one, that's a real, you walk right into like, we better start making shots. It's a real <sighs> outlier. So it it, can, you, can you just like, it's so disgusting that we'll, we may never get resolution to find out what the Daryl Morey experiment actually resulted in like this weird small ball thing that he like (laughs) yeah i don't like it because it looks so good and like so (laughs) bad and like i don't know i mean this i'm gonna sleep like a baby i don't get that but there's just so many like storylines that i just feel like i feel like it was a a show i was watching like it was game of thrones just got canceled in the fourth season one of my favorite revisionist histories people talking about (laughs) i think it's the 85 nuggets and they're like man if fat didn't get hurt i just think they were going to take the lakers and like to me, it's my favorite revisionist history because at the time, nobody picked the Nuggets and everybody picked the Lakers, including Doug Moe. And so, like, it's one of my favorite things to be like, you know, they had him. They really did. And yeah, I remember yeah. even they've asked Fat Lever that one time. I think I think Vic or one of those guys said, you know, I think you guys could have taken him. And, and Fat Lever goes, I don't know. Like, like, like <laughs> definitely, definitely not. That was a good Fat Lever impression. <laughs> 
and look, I, I mean, I don't know. This is I was two years old at this time, so I, I don't know. But I'm just saying that it, it's a fun one. I think we should start the revisionist history of like, man, Nuggets were so gonna win that this year. Is yeah, this, <laughs> is, gonna, this is the year. Right. They had we can just chalk this up, right? <laughs> yeah, they had a, everything was coming together so perfectly. Malone was starting to play Michael Porter 40 minutes a night. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So number one, Jokic likes to work out. Number two, maybe Michael Malone has taken up yoga. Oh, does it has it changed his outlook on life, or is he just more like uh, striated? Does he look like Madonna? No, <laughs> I think both. But um, you know, maybe this uh, this time this time this downtime has really just sort of calmed him, and he's, he's maybe, zen. maybe Michael Malone is the greatest coach ever if he just takes like a month off every season because he gets like that that he can only last half a season before he blows a gasket. So you have to like. <laughs> So this hiatus, he comes back and he's just calm, cool, and collected. My other one, my other, my other uh, sort of fantasy land here. What if this whole time, next three months, Michael Porter Jr. is doing nothing but studying the playbook? Wow, <laughs> knows it These inside and out. These knows are it inside and out. Fanciful scenarios you're putting forth. Brent, Brendan much less out. impressed by this, this, this fantasy. I'm just, I'm just not holding my breath, but I'm with you. This would be exciting. <laughs> I can see it happening. All three. These are definitely going to happen. I don't even think these are uh, fantasies. These are, these are realities. Um, and then lastly, Gary Harris added his muscle back. Because, you know, Gary dropped all this weight because they're like, he's going to get injured. He still got injured and, like, he's not finishing at the rim. I think just the the fear was he couldn't do 82 games at that weight. But can he do 25, 30? Can he do 30 games at that weight? You I know think what so. I think? You know what I think actually might be the best Gary scenario is that he comes out of the this hibernation with his preseason braids haircut again. Oh or man, his, I'm his with hair- you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely man. it. That's it. That's I think it. there's something to this. Like, I don't know. Carmelo to me is two people. He was the like cornrows guy and then the shaved head guy. Like, yeah. Gary Harris just comes back and it's like I have a new look. It's like, oh yeah, do you remember? Which Gary are you talking about? Are you talking about Braids Gary? Yeah, Braids Gary. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he got rid of that so quick that he he missed like four, five threes in a row. I was like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Braids is a total summer vibe. Total summer vibe. <laughs> but the greatest part about it, uh, it being the summer vibe, is it was also all of the uh, preseason like photo shoot vibe. Right. So like every time, like, right. I love just seeing like a little a little hint of, of preseason braids Gary in the marketing every now and again. I think people should try more hairstyles. I say that as a guy who has had the same hairstyle for like thirty years. So <laughs> but I, I, I think famous people should I'll just try some things out. I think Yoga should try out a new hairstyle. <laughs> No, Jokic just needs to always have his hair cut. Like, you need to come, like, the military, we have a a ruler, and his hair can't grow more than three or four millimeters. I like, uh, Phil Jackson used to always have a different look every year because he said something about, like, reporters taking a photo of him and, like, passing it off as recent or whatever. It's, it's like, a really weird (laughs) thing. Yeah, but it was always, like, a different type of mustache or hair different length or parted on a different (laughs) side or something, like, for real. Um, But I think it would be really cool if, like, in in addition to uniforms, you also just got a different Jokic. Like, ooh, what's 2020 Jokic look like? Oh, it's a mullet! It's a mullet! (laughs) (laughs) What what is the... What would you be pulling for? What's the top... Uh, Jokic style that you're craving. I, I definitely think I've, I I photoshopped a mustache, mullet, and goggles look onto Jokic one time, and it was just like <laughs> it was like Kurt Rambis 
times a thousand. Yeah. It was incredible. It's like a Kurt Rambis slash Joe Dirt. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, movie? yeah. Well, Joe Dirt. That maybe, yeah, yeah. That's that's maybe worse. I don't want Joe Dirt, but I do want Kurt Rambis. It would be awesome if he did like tube socks. You know, like just high, <laughs> just just leaned into like you know what. The other look I always said for him though, I think if Jokic tatted up like his brothers are, oh. just like I think he would be looked at so differently in the league. Ooh, what what type of what kind of tat? He'd get like really weird laid tats. Well, that's so true. Like, it definitely depends on like what the a, tattoos are. Portland media would have a field day, dude. Why? They just, they're so eager to make him a villain. That's so much easier if he's tatted uh, up. It's, it's not just a goofy looking guy. Yeah, I think if if you, I could almost see it. What if Jokic came back from this hiatus and he's just tattooed <laughs> like he looks like Birdman? And you're just like, oh my I, god. Don't you think that like at a certain point he's gonna have to look at his arms and realize the uh, just the scar field that is his arms, and he'll just oh. want to start to cover them up with the tattoos. Oh, it's so sad. It is so true. Maybe he won't get <laughs> tattoos. He'll just be covered in scars. Would guys up. take him serious with a horse tattoo though, or could it really just be any tattoo? <laughs> I love that. That's what it is. Like people put their children or something on their arms. This is his horses. <laughs> That's what I mean. For, with Jokic, it would be like very little. It would be like a horse and a basketball and like, uh, you know, just like things that he sees around his apartment. <laughs> I wonder if – is Jokic back in in Serbia, I wonder? Because players were able to go where they want. Do you think he went back home? Uh, ooh. I don't know. I haven't been on Instagram, I guess, for a few days. I could try to try to sleuth. Try to suss this out. Yeah, try to suss it out. Um what else we got? Anything, anything else for our, our perfect our, – our, I, I like this idea. You know what? Nuggets fall to the three seed, okay? They got Houston in the first round. They've got – with the Clippers, the Clippers might be a tough second rounder. I, I don't know if that's the best one. But I do like the idea of the Lakers having to go through the Warriors first. Ooh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the Clippers fall to four, and the Lakers' path is Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets. And it's like, yeah, you, got, you had to, like, really fight for your spot while the Nuggets get to – to gravy train it all the way to the finals i have a best case scenario it takes so long for basketball to come back that Kawhi leonard just gets bored and retires and anthony (laughs) davis has gone to one too many taco tuesdays with lebron and his family in a moment of woke frustration confronts him about the cultural appropriation causing a rift between the friendship (laughs) anthony davis lebron james fight the team falls apart he does not resign with the lakers you're welcome yeah, Unbelievable. Best uh, best case scenario for a Lakers breakup is just Anthony Davis getting annoyed at LeBron's corniness. Yes, yeah, absolutely <laughs> too annoyed. Do you think AD is not as corny as LeBron? Nobody is as corny as LeBron, man. Nobody. I think AD just sits there in silence the whole time. Yeah, I do too. Actually, I don't think he yeah. has much of a personality. Like, his his like, unibrow uh, is his personality. That's like yeah, his yeah. expression. You, like you know, he's like, "Oh man, you crazy!" Like all the time, like, "Oh man, you crazy." <laughs> Ad treats LeBron like I treat Adam. I'm not really listening, and I just say yes a lot. I could see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see it. All right, Harrison, take us to our final break, and we get back on the other side. We'll take your questions, which were only a few. Guys, need to send us our questions. Um, they can be about anything, honestly. Our podcast will be about what you want it to be about if you send us your questions as subscribers. All right, go ahead, take it away, Harrison. So, of course, we're covering the Colorado Raptors over here on DNVR. I met our guy, Colton Strickler, who's doing uh, our Colorado Raptors pod, running the DNVR Raptors Twitter. Cool guy. I met him at the DNVR bar last Friday. So check out his podcast. He's still pumping out pods during the week, even though rugby is not playing much like all of the uh, other sports here in the U.S. So 
Uh, check them out at DNVR underscore Raptors on Twitter and the DNVR Raptors pod as well. If you're looking for a new sport to get into, and I think they're still playing rugby in Australia, maybe one of the only live sports going on, he can help teach you about rugby. So check him out. Yeah, I'll say uh, he has a piece up on the DNVR.com where he goes through uh, a lot of uh, rugby 101 stuff where he just kind of explains the very, very basics, like the lines. The I mean, did you, like it's pretty interesting. I was reading through it. Like the, the rugby field pitch, I'm not sure which, um, like there's no actual regulation size. It's like a baseball diamond. There can be like variations. So they give like a tolerance of how long it can be and how wide it can be. But it's not like uh, an NBA court or like an NFL uh, field where it's like really stringent rules, which I thought was pretty interesting. You thought that, that was interesting. interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I, the, the, details, <laughs> the details of rugby are so fascinating, man. The, just the different leagues and different different whatever. It is wild. Um, all right, who has our questions up right now? Is it you, Eric? Are you the question yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Sure, um, I've got them via Twitter here. Yeah, some Twitter questions. There's only so, like two. Yeah, there's only a few. I mean, we really we didn't uh, give people a lot of time. Uh, but all right. Um, first off, Fire Malone <laughs> wants to know. Uh, how is the Adam Mares homeschooling academy going? <laughs> Curiously enough, it is going. It, I do part of my day. You know, there is some some reading, some workbook. There's little workbooks um, that they go through, mostly matching up colors, counting different things. It's pretty basic <laughs> right now for a three year old and a five year old. But uh, you know, it's going well. You're going to be surprised by this, but my kids both have straight A's. Oh, at homeschooling? Yeah. <laughs> They're the best kids. They're so smart, guys. They are so smart. You should see them. They, they, a lot of people say they're the smartest kids they've anybody's ever met. So, your kids aren't going to listen to this podcast. Would you rather be quarantining with or without your kids? Oh, with. Come on, man. <laughs> it doesn't. It, I like that you preface that as in like you could be serious. You could be honest here, man. Tell us you really. Yeah, come on, man. My kids are awesome. They're little angels. Little angels. Uh, okay, so that's a good. Was that it? Was that the only one? No, no, no. Uh, then we have uh, then we have the best question where uh, sports withdrawal Adam asks uh, top five statues. Oh, this is for Harrison <laughs> Wind, I, I assume. I think I think we can all chime in. I, mean, I feel like we all have statue takes. I mean, who doesn't? So the non-sports statues as well. Do you tell us, Harrison? Man. This is like this is your playground. Yeah. So number one, Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> is that the? Are you guys in, familiar? In Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> yeah, are we familiar? Never heard of it. Tell me what it incredible. is. Incredible, absolutely incredible. I mean, like I'm not a super religion guy, but it's just a statue of Jesus Christ overlooking this entire valley of Rio de Janeiro on this hilltop. It's you incredible. Been, like, see this in person, or is this just? Uh, are you, you no, but. I mean, I remember seeing it during the World Cup and stuff. <laughs> I think these need to be statues you beheld with your own eyes. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, not that like great if there's not that many. <laughs> He's going to be like, all right, Kareem number one. Um. <laughs> what are the ones at Staples Center? No, the Magic Johnson one at Staples Center is incredible, too. <laughs> okay. As is the uh, Chuck Hearn one. I think winged victory at Samothakuri is probably my favorite. If I had to, if I had to go with one. <laughs> it greets you in the great hall at uh, um, the Louvre. Yeah, why don't you go, David? 
You know, I was I was impressed with the David, but I the hands are a little big. I don't know if you guys have ever looked closely. He's got kawaii hands. He definitely has kawaii hands. Everybody's like, you know, look at the proportion. Everything is so perfect. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like his hands are enormous. They're like twice the size of his head. That's not an accurate hand. I just I'm impressed, but I'm not that impressed. Could have done better. Michelangelo. Uh, Statue of Juliet in Verona. I would also place way up there i like that uh yours are all like really bougie takes on these statues harrison went straight for chick hearns <laughs> <laughs> i like even... the rocky statue out front of uh, pepsi center That's it's so funny story. that he's the only guy we have um oh no you're oh i see oh, wait yeah. there's a rocky statue outside of pepsi center what yeah you haven't noticed this oh in the back uh, or the front. No, I think, the the front. Yeah, I think it's the front. Yeah, I think it's the front. It's the main. It's right outside the main entrance. That's why they put it there. They wouldn't hide it in the back. I love that Harrison has never met. Uh, I've never seen the like twenty foot statue of Rocky at Pepsi Center. Well, it's, it's only great. like it's, I'm it, it's kind of like, drawing a like blank a on where it is. Statue. To be honest, it's yeah. like so. If you approach, uh, well, first off, you have to rub elbows with the the great unwashed like the rest of us. <laughs> but when you enter the Pepsi Center, um, with that. Right near, like if you were to leave Brooklyn's and then head to, towards the Pepsi Center, it's like on that side of the room. Oh, yes. That's, yeah, I consider that the back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. So that's where it is. <laughs> it's a great statue. <laughs> uh, statue of Liberty is a great statue. <laughs> statue uh, of Liberty. Forgot that one. <laughs> there's a great statue in Portland named Portlandia, which is uh, a large, it's like on a building and it looks like. Um, sort of like a it's a it's a woman i think she's holding a trident and it looks like she's uh, throwing craps it's a good statue motherland uh, motherland uh, monument very very cool the buffalo outside of Folsom field awesome statue <laughs> <laughs> there's a statue on uh, at my alma mater uh csu where there's a there's a ram um and it's a large size ram but they like did not at all skimp on the uh, anatomical correctness of the statue. So there's just like so that like Manscape would be but would be well do well to <laughs> try and partner with that statue. <laughs> and as nice. a college student, as a college student uh, being down looking up, like it, it's, it's just too much for 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 a juvenile mind to take in. Can we end with this one? And I'm curious. Um... I guess Brendan, I guess had to go, so he was uh his his uh, his feed got cut a little bit here. But I want to ask, I want to ask Harrison this one. An Irish goodbye for vote goodbye, <laughs> on yeah. a podcast, amazing. Um, I, I'm I was talking to this a little bit about Joel Rush yesterday. I really love the conversation, by the way. If you guys haven't checked it out, I, I, it was great. Uh, yeah, great he's, great he's a really interesting guy, and I'm, I can't believe I haven't haven't ever talked to him until yesterday because I feel like I've known him for a long time, but um. The uh, the Jordan documentary that's that's about to come out mm-hmm. any any time. Like I'm just so bu- I'm telling you, I was watching Jordan highlights. The only highlights I've watched so far. I mean, that's a good question. Of what highlights have you watched so far during this uh, hiatus? And the only ones have been Jordan highlights. And I'm telling you, I'm just so excited because I was thinking about this. I guess you guys aren't in the, aren't the audience for this one, but I was thinking about this so much with the Kobe stuff. Jordan is kind of like he really does feel like he was Kobe's older, more more perfect brother. And I don't even mean more por- more perfect like basketball wise. I'm just talking about like more polished in every way. And I'm excited for what's your frame of reference for him, Harrison? I mean, really, just you know, highlights and uh, 
I mean, I in 96, 97, 98, I was, you know, six, seven, eight years old. So yeah, but you but obviously highlights, never saw him play. But but through highlights, would you? Because this is what I said something on Twitter the other day, and I think people kind of balked at it. I think he was the prettiest player ever, and what I mean by that is like his movements was just like the way he moved was the best. You know what I mean? LeBron yeah. is like so powerful or whatever, but the way Jordan just looked like he like floated. Well, and like his footwork compared to everybody else that he played against, yeah. you know, was obviously just on such a different level too. Yeah, I, I mean, Jordan had like the the most impressive body control. Like his body control yeah. was, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, because yeah. he, he is he's like both extremely graceful and then also very powerful. You know, who else like had really impressive body control and like <clears throat> reminded me of. A dancer when he first came to the league was uh, Derrick Rose. Like to watch him play, yeah, yeah. You know, like, he, just the way that he was able to control um, every part of his body and sort of like I, I brought a friend who uh, to, to the game one time when we were playing against the Bulls and Derrick Rose was was playing and that's the first thing he remarked. He was like, "Oh my gosh, that guy!" And and, and um, I mean that's what they say is you know you've heard that a lot like the the really transcendent players like the really uh, elite players just move differently than other people and this it, is it's true. Thing. He always says that he always talks about moving different. But I agree with you for him. I think Westbrook's another one like it, it's. Less from a talent, yeah. but just the, yeah, like the way he just gets going, you're just like, oh my god, that dude just like, it really is like a turbo button. Was it Sonic the Hedgehog back in the day where like the it, yeah. was, it wasn't a turbo, it was like a burst, like it would shoot, like it was out of a cannon. What the heck? I thought you weren't a gamer. Listen to you. Sonic the Hedgehog from all the old <laughs> Sega, the old Sega game. Um, yeah. Anyway, you're I, right, Adam. We're we're totally gonna get the takes that are like, oh my god, Jordan was so good. Oh, you I know? can't wait for it. And we're going to get those takes, and it's like, well, yeah, he might have been the best player of all time, but we're totally going to get those takes. So it's funny. Be ready watching for watching the, the finals last year, I, I was felt, I mean, I, I really was struck by watching Kawhi Leonard and seeing him harness a lot of what Michael Jordan's game was all about. But he's like, he has the same type of game, but he like doesn't have the same... Explosiveness. Yeah, yeah it, it, have, it's like Kawhi. I would say it was almost like Kawhi mixed with Westbrook is kind of like yeah. what MJ was. He was just like so freaking athletic mixed with just this technically sound game. It was, it was really cool. I'm excited. I, I, I think people trying to talk about greatest this, greatest that. I think always it always ends in like people being annoyed and, and ruined it. I just think the thing I hope for and the thing I'm kind of excited for is seeing a bunch of people 30 years or younger and just getting like an actual glimpse at the guy playing and being like, oh yeah, I mean, he really did lead his team in scoring every single night by a lot and did it very <laughs> efficiently and while being shooting some ridiculous shots nonstop. He was, he was a freak of nature, man, so I'm excited for it. Um, that's it for me, guys. You got anything else? Just one last thing about the Jordan thing. Like the other thing I am interested in, and I, I wish that there was a way for people to feel the same impact that I felt um, when it happened. Is just that Michael Jordan was so unbelievably dominant, and then he just quit. He just like, <laughs> quit, and like yeah. he just—it's like uh, as shocking as the NBA season just stopping midway, yeah, like totally. like we are now. Like Michael Jordan was just like, this game is too easy, and I'm just going mm-hmm. like I need a challenge in my life, so I'm going to play baseball. Uh, it was the craziest thing that I've ever witnessed. Like the whole the whole world fell apart. <laughs> kind of, kind of accurate. <laughs> kind of happening right now. All right, Harrison, take us home. 
All right, before we get out of here, you got to talk about the company that I've said probably has everything. Like, I think Denver Rubber <laughs> Company can literally do any project <laughs> okay. that you present. Didn't know where you're going with that. Pretty sure they could. Uh, if it has to do with snow plows or one-stop shop, uh, they have the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing custom hoses. Be sure to call them today for any snow plow needs. Custom gaskets, hoses, etc. 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNBR and tell them who sent you. We need to come up with a thing that we want DRC to fabricate for us. Like, oh, we should we have them fabricate the something. Like, totally we just should. Need to figure yeah. out what is it that we want them to, to create for us? We need to figure this out. Yeah, I love it. All right. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.